Hey gang, Wonder Rob here, and Shop's here too. This podcast is part of the Geek So To Speak network. Visit GeekSoToSpeak.com for our full podcast lineup. to level 13 of the Sandbox Gamers Podcast. We're a video game podcast where three vidgets like to meet weekly and talk about what we're playing and what's in the news. So thank you so much for joining us. I'm your co-host with the most, Wonder Rob, coming at you live, well, semi-live from Southern California. And on the line with me are two of my best friends in the metaverse. We have Vactor. Yay! And the always angry, always perturbed Jeff W. This mic better be good. This mic better work this time. Can, can you guys hear it? Yeah. <laughs> and no keyboard. Only time will tell, Ooh. everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. If you're not already subscribed, why don't you do us a solid and hit that subscribe button? Because I'll tell you what, the more subscribers we get, the more our listenership grows, the more our exposure gets put out into the world. And before you know it, we're the next Adam Sesslers. We're the next Jeff Gersmans. We're the next Jeff Kanadas in this business, and we can't do that without you. So why don't you help us out? Give us a, a subscribe. <laughs> and while you're at it, none of those three people can talk either. So that's a <laughs> little inside info for you. Anyway. <laughs> 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 Should I just start over? No, forget it. <laughs> Leave us a five-star review if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or if you're listening to us on Spotify. Speaking of, gentlemen, we have a hot and fresh five-star review oh, yeah. on Apple Podcasts. A listener out there named Jedi Abe was very kind. He did us a kindness and left us a review. So I'm going to go ahead and give him a special shout-out right now. Hey, Jedi Abe. It's Wonder Rob. How's it going, man? <laughs> Listen, Vactor and Jeff can't hear me right now. If you hear them laughing or making comments, they're just doing their own thing in the background. But this ah! is from me to you. Thanks. You're outstanding. Okay. Back to the real podcast. And let me, you know, I'm going to go ahead and just read the review. He was nice enough to write some words. He said, outstanding, five stars. As a father with young children, I miss out on video games and video game news. This podcast keeps me up to date and keeps me interested in the games that I would actually want to play. I love the humor and the chemistry these guys have. Angry Jeff W. is my favorite character. Keep up the it's not good. A, it's not a real person. <laughs> it's a character. You've confirmed it. I told you. Thank you so, so, so much. Also, Jedi Abe was nice enough to go to Spotify and answer our Q&A about our topic last week. That's actually a, a, a thing that I want to point out real quick. I don't know if we've mentioned it on the podcast, you guys. But for anybody out there who happens to be listening to us on Spotify, sometimes, if not every time, there are uh, fun Q&A questions that you can interact with. And if you do, guess what? We'll probably mention it on the show like Jedi Abe. The question was, 
What's your favorite video game soundtrack? And Jedi Ape said, the ultimate Peter Tingler is from <laughs> Doom Eternal. This is the first time I'm reading it. So like, <laughs> the only thing they fear is you. Excellent choice, Abe. Excellent choice. And thank you. Thank you. So if you want to get your review read on the show, if you want to get your Q&A prompt read on the show, all you got to do is give us a nice review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and you'll be... A friend of the show. A certified friend of the show. Like Jedi Abe. Yeah! Now, like we like to do every week, we are a brand new video game podcast. This is only our 13th episode. Maybe you don't know us. Maybe you haven't heard us on the other Geek So To Speak podcast network shows. So we do a little get-to-know-you topic before we get into the video game news and the reviews. So this week's get-to-know-you topic is... What is your favorite multiplayer game of all time to play while playing video games? Yay! Wait, is this video game yes. related? Oh, my God. Yay! It is. You know, we're on a good streak. I guess on a technical level, they're all video game related. I've been lectured about that off mic. Uh-huh. But <laughs> this one especially is. So I'm going to give it to Jeff W. first. What's your favorite multiplayer game of all yeah. time to play while playing video yeah, games? And, and to be fair, this topic was, you know, recently added to the notes here. So this is going to be on the fly. I haven't had time to think about it. Um, I mean, it's been there. Mm, yeah, okay. <laughs> Technically, it's been there, but, you know, 10 seconds. Um, so I think I'd have to say, I mean, I, if I'm just going to go with one, I, you know, it's probably going to have to be Halo 3 just because I think Ooh. I've played and I'm thinking like, you know, TF2, Team Fortress 2, I probably have the most maybe the most hours in. I have like uh, my, my Steam hours are at like some something over a thousand, but it's probably well over that. I don't even know how it's that low to be honest. Um, Halo 3 is going to be close to that. And I feel like Halo 3, I played with everybody in this chat at some point. We've all played Halo 3. Uh, every friend that I have played multiplayer games with, I've played Halo 3 with uh, at some point. Um, so I'd probably have to say that, you know, there'd be a couple, uh, you know, runner ups, you know, I would say like a quake or an unreal would be up there for me too. Or, uh, especially like I said, team fortress two would be my second easy second for me, uh, almost a tie for first. Um, but yeah, I'm into the competitive multiplayer, uh, mostly. So those are going to take the, uh, take the cake for me on this one. I, I do love, you know, some, some co- good co-op and stuff, but, uh, nothing beats those, those halo three times for me. Excellent choices, Jeff. What about you, Vector? What's your favorite multiplayer game of all time to play while playing video games? I'm going to go Halo 2 as the favorite of all time. And that was for the same reason as Jeff. I probably put the most amount of hours into it, made the most friends. I don't think I've made any you know, more friends on a, on a game than Halo 2. Um, the core memories that were made getting the map packs, going through it, laughing, joking, and just being the go-to game after school, you know, after you're done with work, whatever, just go turn on Halo 2. And I want to say it was either Halo 2 or Halo 3. They kind of run together in my mind. But that was the game that I spent eight hours playing it, and I did not realize it. And I looked up, and I was like, man, I'm hungry. How long has it been? Like an hour? Oh, it's been eight hours. I've been playing this game, <laughs> yeah. and I didn't even realize many, it. Many so. a session of us 
you know, playing four hours, five hours, you know, in the Halo days. Uh, yeah. And my runners up are going to be a little bit more of the, I would play them on the same console, like couch co-op. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the Golden Eye. That's going to be the Super Mario Kart. That's going to be, uh, or, Mar- or Mario Kart 64, probably. Um, the ones that I played on my Nintendo 64 in the same house, in the same location. Gold and I have a really big um, thing where we would go after school, play it all the time. And there was a couple wrestling games too. Uh, no Mercy on 64. A lot of 64 games for sure. But then once we got into the online co-op, that's when it turned into the Halo, the Gears of Wars, and the Call of Duties. But every now and then, Jeff and I will get down on a party game. Uh, that, what was that one, Jeff? Chicken Hunt or something? That one oh, we played with Garrett? You just caught me too fast. Like, yeah. Pirate Chicken it's or something. It was Chicken, chicken something. Chicken Kung Pao something. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> it, yeah. What, oh, but man. I can't remember. It's like a Mario Party, basically. Like You just p- play a bunch of different games. That's another one, Mario Party. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of Nintendo games and a lot of first-person shooters are on my list of favorite multiplayer games. And Mario Kart, even on the game, you know, the Game Boy Advance, Rob, or the dual screen, the DS, mm-hmm. like playing it across Hollywood Video and Game Crazy, that's another memory I have. So all of those are like the the favorite multiplayer moments that I've had. Those are all Jeff W's Kiss <laughs> selections, if you ask me. When it comes to multiplayer games, I'm going to have to say... Fortnite is the best, <laughs> but that would be a lie if yeah, I didn't do say that. that. You, I only said that just to see what you guys would say. <laughs> You're you, right. You all listening at home, you should have seen Vactor's face. His eyes popped out of yeah. his head. And Shaw, Shaw's going to send you a text with like hard eyes later on. You know, yeah. Shaw, our co-host mm-hmm. on the Geek So to Speak podcast, who loves two things being mentioned on this podcast (laughs) and Fortnite. (laughs) Anyway, I've got a lot of multiplayer memories. I don't particularly put the top tier multiplayer memories, though, necessarily with competitive multiplayer games. Mm -hmm. Although, I'm the same. We did the Xbox LAN parties. We played it in the Game Crazy and the Hollywood videos. That's not saying it's not fun. <clears throat> but I do have lots of sweet memories of co- uh, more cooperative fare. Like, for example, way back in the day, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory, the two-player co-op, where they had the co-op missions, and you one person would start on one side of the map, and one person would start on the other, and you'd have to be sneaky and get meet up. Oh, man, my old, old, old roommate. His name was Josh, but let's just call him Picard, even though I told you his first name. (laughs) Um, That was one that we got into a lot, and we would uh, have have a couple drinks and play Splinter Cell co-op, and it would get to a point where eventually we could not play it because we would just have one too many drinks, (laughs) and we would be setting off alarms and getting caught every two seconds. But that was great. Um, Poor... Portal 2 co-op with Vactor is definitely one of my favorites. Can't go wrong with Mario Kart. That's always been good. Goldeneye, way back in the day, after school, going to my friend's house, 
playing it. These are fantastic, but in general, the the cooperative is what I really gravitate towards. Like even most recently, it takes two, which I beat with Shaf, and uh, is on the old geek, so to speak, but the upcoming new Sandbox Gamers YouTube page. If you want to check that out, and I know Trent and Jeff W played that together mm-hmm. too, and they loved it. But I'm still, I think I'm gonna the one that's running away with the whole thing probably is the splinter cell the splinter cell co-op was my absolute favorite and none of the other ones ever came close after that it was in chaos theory but they had it on double agent i think in splinter cell conviction maybe even blacklist if i remember correctly but they just weren't as good but that first one was very yeah if if you would have asked me so that's what i'm gonna say splinter cell uh, you know chaos theory Co-op. Saying like you know My what Rob would have said, I would have said you know probably not times. a main multiplayer all game, right? But or you know a competitive multiplayer game like you know a mainstream one like we do, uh, Vector. But I would have to 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 I would have never guessed guessed Splinter Cell ever. You know. Yes. Yeah, see, that was kind of like before you met Rob. When I was working with him in Hollywood Video, that was a big, uh, big game for Rob. And even, you know, when they announced new Splinter Cell mm-hmm. or anything like that, that was one of those games that I would associate with Rob. Like, sometimes you have games that you associate with your friends. Right. Like, oh, yeah, that guy, he's a Call of Duty guy. We play Call of Duty together. That guy's a Diablo guy. We play that together. Rob, it was, um, you know, any type of Zelda game, any type of Splinter Cell. And then now it's, I think, more Red Dead Redemption mm-hmm. and Elden Ring are the ones that I associate with Rob. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that so, was Splinter Cell was always yeah, a big shout one. out to oh, yeah. uh, Splinter Cell making a, a multiplayer list. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my multiplayer <laughs> list, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ooh, I got a frog in my throat. Sorry, guys. But now it's time to move on to everybody's favorite part of the podcast, where we talk video game news. And I know, in particular, Jeff W is always DTF. That stands for Down to Talk. Fun news. It doesn't Yay, work, tell but me, let's Vector. do it. It doesn't. It still oh, doesn't uh, work. We <laughs> gotta get some type of musical jingle for Jeff's Jeff DTF. Jeff DTF. <laughs> oh, Anytime you say that doesn't work, Jeff, I want you to know that's exactly something somebody who's DTF would say. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. so. It's working. It's working. <laughs> the Vector, mm. tell us what's been going on this week in video game news. We got a lot of PlayStation news. And we're going to start off with a PlayStation staff fumed over the CEO's abortion comments. And this was one, I think Rob is the one who brought this to our attention. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that, or if you haven't been following, uh, the, the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, there was a recent leak of a draft signaling the intention to overturn the landmark 1973 Roe v. Wade case, which legalized abortion nationwide. So that was something that was big in the news this week. And there was an email, which was seen by Bloomberg, where PlayStation president Jim Ryan did not take a stance on abortion rights, instead writing that the company and its community are multifaceted and diverse, holding many different points of view. He also wrote, We owe it to each other and to PlayStation's millions of users to respect differences of opinion among everyone in our internal and external communities. 
respect does not equal agreement, but it is a fundamental to who we are as a company and as a valued global brand. So this was an internal uh, email that was sent out, but the PlayStation staff was not too happy about it. This guy, didn't he go on also to talk about his cats? <laughs> yeah. He said some dumb shit that, uh, in addition to that. That was He said, ridiculous. let's stop talking about abortion. Let me tell you about my kitties. Yeah, yeah his first two cats' birthday and elaborated on uh, about his cats' birthday cakes, their noises, and his desire to get to one day get a dog. Oh, my <laughs> God, yeah. Okay, well, if you're going to get a dog, I'm, it's cool then. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Well, I guess, I'll, I guess I'll start. Fuck Jim Ryan, fuck Sony, <laughs> and fuck anybody who has this same belief. No, I don't respect your idea of one side oppressing the other. I don't, you know, I think it's such a bullshit argument. It's like the, you know, peaceful protest, stay quiet, don't bring it up. Like, fuck that. I, I think this is the most tone deaf thing I've ever seen. It's so corporate to me, though. You know, it takes no stance. It does nothing, uh, even though only one set of people's rights are being trampled on. And here we are, you know. Just because somebody doesn't like that, you know, now we have to, you know, if this was another topic, if it was guns, you know, I wonder how they would take it. You know, would we be, you know, taking that side? I don't know. I, I just think this is like this just shows you how weak to me, like corporate America is and, you know, corporations around the world are no stance, even though, you know, it's negatively affecting your own employees, in my opinion. Yeah. Thanks for yeah, nothing. There was some women. Jim Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there was some women who said that their rights were disrespected or trivialized by the message. And one employee even said that she'd never been so mad about a cat birthday before. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, well, I mean, all cats are terrible. So, yeah. and I don't want to harp on it because <laughs> I could just sit here and talk about this for an hour. But like, yeah, to, to like to talk about a serious issue like that and people's rights being violated and then to just be like, well, whiskers at home, uh, you know, him and Fluffy love to play like fuck your cats fuck your opinion you know you're putting out an abortion of a video game service you know we'll talk about that in a second oh my but, goodness like, <laughs> oh my goodness I, I don't know this is just so ridiculous why even email if you don't if you don't have a stance why even email like why you know what i mean i don't know i think it's stupid because what's funny too is like you'll have like they'll they'll, they'll throw out their little like pride stuff for the upcoming pride month right they want to mm -hmm. be on this side they just want to be whatever you know so they're trying to avoid this topic because it's too tough you know to just state an opinion uh so yeah this is just like typical weak you know and no most stance. uh corporations they said have been feeling pressure from employees to comment on the case and uh a lot of them have been remaining silent on the matter but one notable exception i wanted to say has been bungee mm -hmm. who said that the uh, supreme court decision was a direct attack on human rights Standing up for reproductive choice and liberty is not a difficult decision to make, uh, Bungie said. And Sony actually bought Bungie, if you remember, earlier this, this year mm -hmm. for $3.6 billion. So uh, not everybody under the Sony umbrella yeah. is agreeing with Jim yeah, Ryan. Somebody has like, a, there's actually like a, some kind of like, you know, subsidiary under there with like some soul, you know, and like actual you know, <laughs> uh, respect for human rights in there. Um, and I, I mean, I, I guess, you know, if we're talking about that, like some of these places are paying to like help people travel out of state to get out of, you know, basically what's going to become, you know, 
the the deep south of america right um to to get like a medical procedure which i mean like that alone is just crazy to me uh that you have to travel out of state <laughs> like ridiculous you know this isn't uh, shout out you know, to our deep state and deep <laughs> south listeners <laughs> yeah. shout out to them they're suffering <laughs> it's them that suffer most oh poor guys <laughs> <laughs> oh boy Okay, uh, so I'm interested in hearing about this abortion of a service that Jeff W. mentioned. <laughs> so we've been talking about the PlayStation Plus service getting a new, you know, getting new tiers and everything. It's going to be launching on June 13th, and we've got a list of the games, Jeff. Um, you can, do you want me to go through every single one no, of them? Let's just, just go through some games? highlights, and I do want to talk about, uh, in particular, their PlayStation and PSP games. Which are why they're there? I have no idea. You know. Uh, okay. Yeah. We could, I mean, Ghost of Tsushima, Director's Cut. Yeah. We got the Spider-Man, uh, Last of Us Part Two, and God of War. Those are all the Sony uh, big, big heavy hitters. Yeah. What yeah. about Concrete Genie? <laughs> Woo! And they got some stuff. You know, got yeah, like you said, God of War is going to be in there. Uh, I do. I. You know, I never checked out the uh, the medi medieval medieval uh, remake. Medieval, they did. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um. I never checked that out. You know, they got both The Last of Us in here. That's like you know they have a solid thing. I think my most disappointing uh, part is when you start to go back into the catalog. You know, where to me, you know, the PlayStation Two, and I think universally people will talk about you know the PlayStation Two's catalog is is off the charts, right? Like if you were to compare it to any other console, and for us to go back to like you know even the PlayStation I would say you know they have a ton of franchises in there there's like a how many how many games you know came out on the original PlayStation and we have Ape Escape Hot Shots Golf Intelligent Cube Jumping Flash Siphon Filter and then the PSP gets Star Super Stardust Portable you know um, hell yeah like why why <laughs> put these in there I I think you can, and I'm not like I'm not saying none of these games are fun at all, but I just feel like, why if you're gonna, you should have saved these for later. You should have done your PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four games, maybe whatever else you got in here, and then let's just go back. You know, when you when you eventually get this thing cooked enough in the oven, then we'll pull out the PlayStation and PSP games, right? Uh, like at least uh, Xbox launched with like some titles, you know, some you know decent titles that came out on the original Xbox uh, and their stuff. And then also, I think aren't some of these like the PS3 games streaming only? So you're not really going to get a native download, I think, for some of them, um, right? Which is also mm -hmm. a, a deal breaker to me, uh, just because I don't think the streaming services are there enough yet. Um, so I, I mean, to me, this is like. It's at its core, this is fine. It has a lot of stuff, uh, you know, for PS4, PS5 uh, to play. But uh, the back catalog to me is pretty weak, uh, especially as you as you go back further and further. Yeah. See, the problem for me is I just don't play that many old games anymore, like I used to back in the day. Right. But now, with my time being limited, it's like I don't, I don't even have time to play Horizon um, or Elden Ring. Right. So I just I. It this it doesn't um, when I'm making my decision for PlayStation Plus or not, my thing is more the new games like the day and date brand new games that are coming out. Can I get those right away? Mm -hmm. Now a lot of these they're having the trials. Mm -hmm. They've got like the two hour trials. Um, some of them 
include Uncharted, um, the Uncharted Collection, Horizon Forbidden West, Cyberpunk, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, yeah. so stuff like that. I'd like to get on trial at least if I can just play the game, see if I like it or not. Um, but it's still not Game Pass. It's still not yeah. the equivalent of Game Pass, and that's my bottom line. I say on that's that. that's the standard to me that you have to be compared to, especially for for what you are. So I think you know when you don't meet that level, to me, I don't. I don't think it's on, you know, it's good enough. Yeah. Rob, any of these games convincing you to get PlayStation Plus? Uh, no. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm I'm looking through the list. One stuck out in particular. I'm looking at uh-huh. these third-party PS4 and PS5 games available at launch, and it says Resident Evil PS4. And I'm like, I don't remember Resident Evil being on PS4. I mean, there are Resident Evil games. But yeah. Resident Evil, like, is that referring to just every Resident Evil game? <laughs> there might have been a remake. At I, th- one point. I think the, they remastered the Resident that. Evil re- with did they remaster? They remade it? it on the GameCube. But didn't they? Because I remember there being some hubbub about them. They, they remastered that for the PlayStation. Maybe. I'm, did I'm they? Almost I'm not. I don't remember so. that at all. These, I think it's interesting that they're also offering that two-hour trial for the premium subscribers, and they're like, you can check out Farming Simulator 22, <laughs> or how about WWE 2K22? And that's it. There's only six games yeah. on there. Uh, I did find it, Rob. It, it did come out. It was in 2015. 2015? Uh, so yeah, it was the, the re, a remaster of the, yeah. the, the remaster. It was a re-remaster. Yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. Re-re. <laughs> but, we all, but we all know the good games came after that with two and three, right? So yeah, nothing else is really sticking out to me here. Nothing that is ju- that I just have to have. I mean, maybe Bioshock mm-hmm. Remastered might be fun to go through, mm-hmm. just because I like Bioshock. Um, oh gosh, I feel like it's more for people who have who never played these games. Like for us, who we were playing all these as they were coming out, you know, like Death Stranding and. Miles Morales and all these, it doesn't matter as much to us because we've already played them, mm-hmm. and I don't think we're going to go back and play a lot of these games. Yeah. So it's it's just not enough. Yeah, I um, have no interest it. in going back and playing a lot of these old games. I think it, some of them might be good for maybe people who are playing catch up. Like they have Red Dead Redemption, Undead Nightmare on here, That's, yeah, which that's I really solid. liked. That was sol- that that is that's a good word to describe it, Jeff. It yeah. was solid. Uh, Hot Shots Golf is good. Shadow of the Colossus is on here. Last Guardian. There's some like uh, there's a core here that's that's Death good. Stranding director's cut. Shout out. Yeah, would recommend. But no, I I don't see myself getting this. And I, if I do get it, it won't be for the games. It'll be because there's some sort of fluke game that's only on PlayStation that we all want to play together, and I need the service to play it. That's probably right. about it. About it. Well, what what if I told you, Rob, that Ubisoft Plus is coming to the new PlayStation Plus service. Would that entice you? It depends. It depends on if it's the full service or if it's just a limited selection of their games. Because Ubisoft isn't a developer that puts out games that I just have to play all the time. But every once in a while, there's a game like Immortals Phoenix Rising that that just scratches me in just the right spot. You know what I mean? So it would really depend on if it's 
if it's all their games or a selection. Well, as of this recording, IGN had reported that 27 games are going to be available and it's going to be a curated selection of popular games, including Assassin's Creed Valhalla, The Division, and For Honor. Now, this should be noted, it is coming to PlayStation first, but it will also be coming to Xbox. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're going to get these on Xbox through Game Pass. Um, so it's, it's just another thing of taking, you know, the Xbox is already at the top and the PlayStation takes a couple steps to get closer and then the Xbox is like, all right, I'm going to move up. Yeah, it was interesting how this was marketed as like a win for Sony, but then you you read the fine print, you're like, oh, well, Xbox is going to get it soon too. And Xbox already has enough games to hold you over from from a shitty Assassin's Creed game. So uh, who cares? Not that the games suck, but, you know, I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of Assassin's Creed games. And I did see the one thing, though, there was... uh, they look like they're going to have a special subscription for PlayStation, uh, some Ubisoft Plus classics. Uh, so I guess uh, yes. there's going to be some ad- additional stuff there too. But uh, if I had to guess, it's probably not going to be uh, worth I think, did you guys play for Ubi- pay for Ubisoft Plus ever? I did, uh, Rob briefly. Did. For a little bit. There's like there's that was solid that. games. I just don't care about half of these at this point, I think, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah, I'd like to play... Some of these, like okay. um, Watch Dogs, that was one that I was um, I was playing. And then, what was Rob, what was the one you just said? Immortals the Phoenix one that, Rising. Yeah, Immortals Phoenix Rising and then Assassin's Creed. My wife is a big Assassin's Creed fan. So being able to have all of the Assassin's Creeds was something that I was looking at, you know. And uh, what was, dang, what was the one that just had... Um, Gus, oh, Far Cry. The new Far Cry was on there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there is some franchises. They've got some. And it's it's better when it's, like, part of something else rather than just on its own. So it's it's nice that it's coming to these other services, but it wasn't anything, you know, that I was a big fan of. And um, like I said, my wife was a big Assassin's Creed fan, so that was her big thing. But... These other franchises, I'm not crazy about. Now, <clears throat> help me understand because either you didn't mention it or it's not in the article. But is this a separate, a separate payout that I'm giving to Ubisoft, and it's just getting tacked on, or if I, is it included in the total cost? It's included in the PlayStation Plus Extra and PlayStation Plus Premium subscription tiers. Mm, okay. So it sounds like in a roundabout so the, the way, they are, you are paying a little extra for this if you have the base PlayStation subscription, right? Yeah. You're going to have to fork up to the next level if you well, want Well, when that. I was using the Ubisoft Plus service, I was only playing Immortals Phoenix Rising on PC, and it had the cloud service as well. So when I briefly tried to play it on Google Stadia, I was able to connect to my old save. But I think I paid for like four months of that service and i had paid more than the the, what the game actually was and it was the only game i was playing (laughs) and i said you know what i'm gonna stop (laughs) and i never finished playing that game (laughs) so that's that so do it at your own risk everybody all right so moving on here in the latest we got some halo (laughs) news what is this article what is this article go ahead sorry so we'll we'll let back there well, Jeff has not been paying attention, but the internet lost its mind last week 
when the latest episode of Halo, and I know you boys don't care, but if anyone out there <laughs> doesn't want to be spoiled, I care. Uh, skip ahead. I'm simply waiting for it to be finished. You know how yeah. I like to watch these shows. Well, this is not for you. This is not a big spoiler, but for everyone else, uh, fast forward about two minutes. The internet lost its mind, and in our Discord, Jeff, I was spoiled when our buddy Fink decided to just out of nowhere. You know, this is. The episode had just come out. Out of nowhere, he blurts out, Yeah, Master Chief is getting down. He's oh, throwing no. down with the Covenant. <laughs> so there is a Master Chief sex scene in the latest episode of the Halo show. <laughs> and every every Halo uh, fanboy lost their minds about this. And that's why I wanted to include this. Because to me, it was not news at all. But to everybody else, this was like... <laughs> <laughs> they were pulling their hair out. And I was like, why do you guys care? Master Chief, he slept with that girl from the Covenant. Oh, I can't believe it. Master and Chief it like, is a virgin. Everybody <laughs> knows. <laughs> He's pure. So I that that's the news. That's so, it. Master Chief has sex in this Halo show. That's the news. Just You're, look at him. You know yeah. Master Chief fucks. You're telling me Master <laughs> Chief got caught in 4K is what you're saying? That's a oh, TikTok God, name for you, Vector. You'll get to that one day. I'll show, I'll show you some, some stuff. We'll tell you. That is us, us youthful uh, kids over here, me and Jeff, we'll yeah. tell you. We're, we're on the top. <laughs> we're on the top. Don't worry. I'll, I'll get you there. And there is even a line in this Verge article that we'll link in the show notes. That mm -hmm. is, It looks like it was written by Jeff W. It says, in short... The chief clapped cheeks. Then came the fall of reach. <laughs> this is exactly what Jeff W. would tell me uh, if he cared about this. Well, so, so they yeah. all. I, to be fair, right? So I'm not at this point yet. I'm at the point where what looked like the flood had shown up. Spoiler alert, Rob. I know you care a lot. Um, I'm familiar good. with the the story of Halo. Yeah, it's like three episodes deep, right, Vector? Or f may, mm -hmm. Maybe four. I don't. Even yeah, know. it's pretty early. So yeah. that's where I got to. But they also have like a covenant person in here that is like human and i'm assuming that's yes. who this is right in this yes. scene so while this is like it's funny because you know i think if you see if you read the headline you're thinking this guy's banging arbiter where yeah. whereas in reality it's a new human-esque character he's not yeah you know doing a mass effect and uh banging you know kit <laughs> disco or fitsco whatever his name is from uh, <laughs> fit disco whatever uh from star wars you know Kit Fisto is That's, his name. Yeah, Jeff, yeah, you know, get it right. I thought I think Kid Disco sounds funnier. But anyway. <laughs> um Yeah, I think I mean I, I'm surprised people are actually that upset with this. Um I was But too. I, I mean, at the same time, like it is kind of weird, you know. I don't know. Like you've never seen that side <laughs> of him, right? Like it Come is on. well I think they put me... this in there with, you know, purpose, right? To do that. I wanna know if Vactor was a single guy. And he was at his apartment and knock on the door. He ordered a pizza and he thought it was his pizza, but he opened it up and it was some hot covenant lady with four arms and three boobies and was like, now, please. He would make me wish I had three hands. <laughs> I just don't understand why people are going crazy about this, but I've had separate arguments with friends that this is not the same as the game. Like, the Halo show is not the exact same storyline right. as the games. And they told us that from the beginning. They said, this is an alternate timeline. This is not the game. This is something separate. 
And to me, I think that's smart because we run into this with a lot of the comic book adaptations that they do into movies. The I, I would say live action and animated. If it's the exact same as the comic book, to me, I would just read the comic book. Why would I want to watch it, the animated right. series, if it's not different? Yeah. So I like I like this Halo show. I'm I'm actually caught up on it, and I also am a I'm a big Halo guy. I like that because here's a, here's another thing. This there's so many things about this that <laughs> I would like to talk about, Let's but go. I'm just gonna keep it brief. Ma- Tell me one thing about Master Chief. Uh, Jeff and Rob, I want I want I want you to tell me one thing about Master Chief just from the games from what you just know. Just from the Give games. Me one fact. Okay. Yes. Uh Jeff, you go first. Oh man, you're going to put me on the spot like that. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll tell you. Uh he's like 6 foot 7. Yes. He's tall <laughs> and he's human. That's and he's white. about he's it. White. He's white in the thing in the Halo Three trailer. Oh, I thing. know. Here's another fact. Bonus fact: When he takes off his helmet, there's another helmet there. Yeah. <laughs> and word on the street so is the he's whole like thing a about... carbine under the armor. You know what I'm saying? A carbine. Wink, wink, <laughs> wink, wink. The whole thing about Master Chief was: All right, he's a nameless, faceless guy, pretty yeah. much. He's got the helmet on. And you could put yourself into his shoes. Like, you're okay. the protagonist of the story. He doesn't talk that much. You know, Cortana does most of the talking in the games. And he's like, all right, he's cool because he can beat people up, right? He, he can shoot, and he's tall, and he's like an enhanced super soldier. That's that's Master Chief's character mm-hmm. from all the Halo games that we've played. And we're playing Infinite right now. I haven't even beat it yet, but... It's the same storyline. Everything is exactly yeah. the same. This show, mm-hmm. there's actually new stuff about Master Chief. He has a face. You can see what he looks like. He has an actual storyline that's interesting. So basically, for anybody who's not watching the show, all the Spartans have no emotions because they have this inhibitor chip in their spine. Master Because that's supposed to make him a better killer. Master Chief finds this out and is upset about it, removes his own chip, and then, oh, now he can have emotions again. Hold on. And how is he dealing? <laughs> if he if he can't have emotions, how can he be upset about it? Well, and how does he, he get was... happy down there if he doesn't have emotions? Yeah. No, that's after he pulled the chip out. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, he pulled out. Okay, I got yeah. you. Yeah. He pulled out, Jeff. <laughs> he got a, G- good he technique. Got a master boner. <laughs> and then he showed the covenant what was up. But anyways, it's it was interesting that he actually you know, had some type of character. There's a whole background uh, with these flashbacks with the alien artifact where when he touches it, he sees things that other people don't see. Anyways, it's so so far the mystery of it has been interesting to me, and I'm liking what they're doing with it. I don't think it should be exactly like the games because I think that would be boring because there's barely any story in the games. We've y- talked about that on y- previous yeah, shows Victor, where Halo doesn't barely and, have and not a story. And not to interrupt you, uh, to, you know, to put the penis jokes aside for a second, we'll get back to those. Um, yeah, put if you think about inside, the game, you mean? So, if you think about the games back there too, I mean, like those game, like the show has to have more nuance. This is the problem. Like, this is one of the problems I think with like video games, especially these and adaptations. Like Halo is like nonstop action, right? Like you are in a Michael Bay movie, even more so, right? Like you are constantly action scene, action scene, action scene. So 
they have to do things that you know put him outside of that like you're not going to be able to figure out a character or be able to establish a character when it's just a constant nonstop battle. Like, you know what I mean? And, and not yeah. to say there are little down moments in, in, in the Halo franchise and the games, but like, let's be honest here. You know what I mean? Like it's set up for cutscene action, cutscene action. You know, there's, there's a lot of that. So they have to do things like this. I mean, to, that's maybe yeah, that's why this doesn't surprise me, you know, but like, mm-hmm. I think it's and necessary. It's, it's also fitting the medium that it's in television yes. versus what Rob has said many times. The fun that you get from a video game is that you're interacting with it. Mm-hmm. So in television, when you're not interacting with it, okay, yeah, if, if it's just nonstop action, then it gets boring. What's Why do I care? So having this storyline where he's, it seems like falling in love with this enemy uh, spy I think is pretty interesting. And also, there's another set of Spartans that they did not take their chips out, and they're almost like stormtroopers or like mindless drones where they're following the orders of the command, and then they have to go after Master Chief after he takes his out. And then another Spartan sees Master Chief take his out, and then she takes hers out. So it's a whole uh, thing. But I'm finding it interesting. It doesn't bother me that Master Chief is a human male and he mated with a female. That's not news to me. (laughs) Um, I don't care. I guess people are like, well, it was a guy that I liked and uh, I I didn't want to see him like that. Like like, it's a real guy. Shut up. (laughs) Like Captain America or like (laughs) Spider-Man. Oh, I wouldn't want to see him, you know, sleeping with a girl, I guess. It's an adaptation, you guys. Look up the definition of the word adaptation. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so did, did I don't you know look why. it up? Okay, you're back. <laughs> Perfect. The, the argument is over. Right. Again, I I don't know why this was such a big deal, but the fact, Jeff, that in our Discord, it the news leaked in there, and we don't even talk about the Halo <laughs> show in there that much. Yeah. And I saw it everywhere. I said, all right, we need to talk about this on the show. Plus, like I was saying, I got into uh, multiple conversations with friends outside of this that. We're, we're saying that it was a bad thing and it should be just like the game. And so I, I just don't, I do not agree. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> you fucking nerds. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> okay. Let's, uh, let's move on to this uh, Gears of War news. Yes. So Jeff and I were, and actually Rob, even us on the original Gears um, we're all bi- big Gears fans mm-hmm. here. There is a, this is a allegedly report that a Master Chief Collection style compilation package is in the works for Gears of War. So the same type of thing we got with the Master Chief Collection, which I thought was actually a good collection and probably the the last good Halo game I would say overall was the Master Chief Collection and. Uh, Gears is kind of starting to move in that direction where people are starting. I think among us, amongst the friends who originally fell in love with Gears, we're starting to like it less and less. I'm still playing everyone that comes out, right. but it's not quite the same level as the originals. It's, one, two, it's and three. It's the shark. Yeah. Even three for me sort of was my jumping off point. I don't. I mm-hmm. finished one and two. I never finished three. Something yeah. about it and just felt more of the same and 
I'd never finished it. Yeah, and, and for me, three was the peak of the franchise for me. And then, yeah, everything else after that, it had gone downhill, and I, I just haven't been as invested. I will say, um, uh, yeah, probably, I'm trying to think of what came after, just four and five, obviously. But no, no other, like, variations of the game uh, came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess just to speak to this factor, because I think I probably have more hours than anybody in here. Uh, and I actually... Funny enough, if you asked me, like, the multiplayer question earlier, Gears of War would eventually find my list, Gears of War 3. Tons of hours playing that. I beat the campaign, co-op with you and and a couple other people. Um, I just, what I would like to see them do with this, and this is where, you know, Microsoft should just hire me so that I can help them make a good game. Um, I think... For once. Yeah, I think what they need to do with these is you make, okay, make the Master Chief-style collection, and I think you can just... For me, you can scrap the multiplayer from each individual game. I think you need to do one single multiplayer that uses the Halo 3 engine. You can import the maps, you know, uh, or not Halo, but the uh, the Gears 3, like, style of game. Mm-hmm. Make all that stuff, you know, just basically recreate that, up-res that. And just give me, like, the good multiplayer. It's kind of like... The Master Chief Collection, where like I like, I do like the fact that it's all available. So I do think you know, at the end of the day, they should include everything they can. But for me, I'm like, all right, well, I like Halo Three, so I want to play Halo Three and maybe some Halo Two in that multiplayer. So I want them to like just like you know celebrate the highlights of the franchise. In my opinion, you know, um, I think most people like Rob. You know, he he probably d- didn't wasn't into the multiplayer a ton because that is also not Halo like multiplayer, right? Like Gears is a much higher, like uh, what do we call that? I mean, it was fine. The yeah. co op was good. Yeah, and, and you know, and I think it also got its reputation as like the shotgun game, right? Where if you're in multiplayer and you don't do the shotgun, if you don't play a particular way, you're just gonna get outclassed by those people. And and I happen to love it. I felt I you know, I like that that type of game, but like I totally understand why people don't. You know, um, mm-hmm. so I just wish that, I hope they do this collection, but I hope they maybe take some risks with it. Like let's let's try to put out like a good multiplayer here that is like, you know, it, it goes back to the peak of your franchise. You know, yeah. Well, another opportunity this would be would be to remaster those other games because they only remastered the first game uh, when it came out in 2015 right and then the latest one was gears 5 in 2019 um uh, the coalition is in the early stages of the next gears of war game but whether it's whether or not it's gears 6 is something that we don't know yet uh coalition is actually working on at least two new games right now but they haven't announced uh they haven't been announced yet so we're we're uh I guess slowly, like I said, this is just a report. It's not an actual, I mean, uh, it's a it's a rumor. It's not an actual report. And uh, there was a NVIDIA leak that, did we talk about that on this show, Jeff? Um, I can't remember if we talked about so. that or not. I want to say we did maybe last week. But the Gear 6 was one of those games that was in that NVIDIA leak. Yes. And for so far, many of those titles mentioned in the leak have been, have proven to be real. Yeah. So we're going to guess that year six is on its way. Um, but they actually need something because if you, uh, when we get into our lightning round, I'll talk about uh, Starfield and Redfall have been delayed to 2023. So Microsoft doesn't have a lot in terms of first party exclusives for 2022. So if they did put out a Gears collection in the time between now and 
2023. That would be something yeah. to fill Microsoft's um, palette. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see that. And how, how many weeks do we got until that showcase? Like two, three, or maybe a month? Yeah, they're, uh, the Bethesda thing is coming in June. Yeah, so yeah, here in June. I don't know the exact date. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something related to this at, at, with Xbox, uh, at least an announcement or like you know uh, an introduction of it. Yeah. And then finally, Rob. Yes. Before we get to our lightning round, mm-hmm. there's a nice little video out of CBS Minnesota where they asked, is there an IQ benefit from video games? Video games, can they make you smarter? <laughs> Question mark. So new research a shows a link between more, more time playing video games and a boost in intelligence. So... All those hours we spent playing video games, boys. Are proving this wrong, that, baby. That's yeah. why we got smarter. <laughs> We're also stupid. Hey, speak for yourself. That's why I'm smarter. Because of all the video tell games them, I played. Tell factor. <laughs> yeah. I think some games can definitely go along with this. Like um <clears throat> like super Fortnite. liminal or uh let's see, what was the one that I talked about the other day? Um the Stanley Parable. Like g- games that aren't exactly your typical run and gun type games, but like Portal, Portal Two, for example, these puzzle, mm-hmm. these thinker games, because mm-hmm. a lot of times outside of the the stuff you might know me for, like The Legend of Zelda or Elden Ring, these open world exploration type games, like those those games that are more like puzzle based, um, storyline driven, mystery driven that are really relying on your problem-solving abilities. Even Tunic, just for an example, I would say is good for your problem-solving abilities, not just because it's a puzzle game, but it's a game that doesn't tell you what you're, what to do, where you're going. It's not giving you directions in English, but it's giving you images and you're using context clues to put together what you need to be doing in the game compared to the images that you're getting. So I would say definitely, and probably even for, for kids, it's probably good too. Um, I not your Call of Duties necessarily or your Fortnites, but for young kids whose minds are developing, mm. I could see video games coming in handy uh, for problem solving yeah. skills. As pretty and, darn well. You know, it was why they put out Mario Paint back in the day. The critical thinking, yeah, or yeah. yeah, even Mario Paint. You Shoot, know. I loved that game. Remember the yeah. Flyswatter game? Yeah, Queek, and, that, and you know, and like just to, <laughs> like if one. you're if you're a creative kid or a creative person, you know, like how many you know if you go look up Mario Paint music right now, you can find however many pages on YouTube of people you know being creative with that stuff and. Nintendo made that in a response to that, to like to be educational, and uh, yeah. you know I think, yeah, you know the games are beyond more than just Mario, you know, or a couple Nintendo games here or there. I mean to 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 say that they don't, you know, push your critical thinking skills, you know, is is or uh, just creativity in general. Yeah, like Minecraft, like these kids in Minecraft, just building yeah. giant giant sculptures and mm-hmm. and expressing their artistic abilities through the game. Yeah, I mean, there's the tons of stuff you can do. Yeah. So yes, I would agree. We're all super smart because of video games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you. All right. So that was it for our regular news. But I have some lightning round stories that I'm just going to read the headlines. And you could refer to our show notes if you want to read the full thing. Like I said, Starfield and Redfall have been delayed to 2023. Womp womp. Fall, Guy- Fall Guys is going free to play. 
and arrives on Switch and Xbox June 21st. Nice. Uh, thanks a lot, guys, after I already purchased it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, about a year ago, year yeah. and a half ago, maybe. You can see the trailer for Zenless Zone Zero from the creators of Rob's favorite Genshin Impact. Uh, womp, uh, great womp name, again. <laughs> Silent Hill is coming back with some um, new games. PUBG Battlegrounds is earning a lot more money after going free to play, Jeff. Yeah, it's trash. Alan Wake Remastered is coming to the Switch. Dead Space Remake coming out in July, or sorry, January. Um, we talked about the all new PlayStation Plus game lineup. Hulu subscribers can score three months of Game Pass, PC Game Pass, for free. Ooh. And then Apex Legends, a game that Jeff and I used to play, is getting a mobile game. Yesterday, as we record this, boys. Excellent. So it's already out. Yeah, I'll skip it. We had to pull <laughs> Jeff W. away from it to get him to record this podcast. <laughs> he said, I'm an Apex That's Legend. That's all the news for this week. <laughs> Back to you, Rob. <laughs> Back to me. All right. Well, now that we've covered all the video game news, we like to get into the part of the podcast where we talk about the games we've been playing over the past week. Now, me personally, I haven't had much chance... To play much of anything this week, I mentioned it briefly on last week's podcast, but I did go on vacation last week. It was my wife and I's four-year wedding anniversary. So her, myself, and our little boy, we packed up and went to Newport Beach, and I spent my days in the sand and in the sun rather than underneath the glowing light of my ultra-wide monitor. But... I did get a little Elden Ring in. Surprise, surprise, everybody. (laughs) I won't get into it too much because I know one listener in particular who happens to be the founder of the Geek So To Speak podcast network says he's tired of listening to me talk about (laughs) Elden Ring. The game of the year? Talk about the game of the year? It's going to be my game of the year so far unless something something steps up. Uh, It might... uh, Legend of Zelda got delayed starfield got delayed shoot elden ring might be mm-hmm. it might be the bee's knees this year it's you guys a clear a clear but path. anyway that's all i really had the time to do the only thing that's really new that happened to me in this and i'll keep it brief is that after destroying caleb right caleb being the second part of the map that i've yeah. conquered i went back to to what is it linfield lifefield I think so. I forget. The yeah. the main area where you start. And I notice there's a giant hole in the ground and big floating rocks, Jeff, all of a yes. sudden. Yes. Yes. And I made my way. I said, what is what is this? And I made my way down there, and I'm back in the underground city. <laughs> you found the other <laughs> That entrance. I accidentally, that I got <laughs> transported to before. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm back here. And so I spent the, the last thing I did in that game is there's a portion of that area. Because it turns out there's an... Uh, an elevator mm-hmm. down there as yeah. well, really close to where the floating rocks are. It's by uh, an, uh, a gold elder tree or yeah. whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, and did this ridiculous thing where I had to light eight torches and it let me fight a giant deer. <laughs> and I smoked that <laughs> oh, deer. Wow. Smoke you is what I said <laughs> to that deer. Um, and that's really it. So again, I was on vacation this week, guys. I didn't have a whole lot of time to play, but We'll rectify that next yep. week. I'll have something else to talk about outside of Elden Ring. Yeah, and uh, I was just going to mention the, uh, the the survey that they put out. There's a it's something it's a I think it's a 
Japan's Weekly Famitsu. Uh, I, I'm assuming it's some kind of magazine factor. You might know what that is. It's a video game uh, uh, review site, isn't okay. it? Okay. Is that what it is? Yeah. Or um, it might be a magazine, but I know they do reviews, and they, yeah. they tend to be pretty harsh on games yeah they did a pretty cool survey it's like 1800 people that played the game and they just you know it's a it's a cool list we'll link it um just interesting things to see like you know the first class chosen for these people like what the average was you know vagabond and samurai being like neck and neck uh, and then everybody else being almost nothing uh there's a ton of stuff like what you know what were the most used uh ashes of war uh, favorites, you know, sorceries and incantations, talismans, you know, and then like, what did you like about the game? Which bosses left, you know, with the strongest impressions? Um, you know, it's funny the uh, the least like thing on this list uh, for the feature of the game. The most liked is the world and the story, and the least liked is the crafting of items, uh, which is pretty funny. <laughs> so I have uh, not crafted a single item. Yeah, it's so boring. It's so it's so just take it out of the game and just give me stuff to kill things with, uh, for sure. Yes, yes. But uh, Factor, you played some stuff. my language, right? <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. I got a chance to play a couple smaller games. Uh, one was through the Epic Game Store. I got Jotun Valhalla Edition. And the thing I wanted to say about this, you can actually watch the launch trailer on their website, but it's a hand-drawn action exploration game set in Norse mythology. Mm -hmm. So immediately, the hand-drawn animation is what stood out to me. And this was the same thing with Cuphead. Anything that looks like it was hand-drawn animation to me has got my vote. So the game looks fantastic. They did a great job on the art design on it and uh it's a little like there's a couple puzzles that um it's like i said it's an exploration game and i'm enjoying it so far um, i'm gonna continue with it but it was free on epic so i like that <laughs> um, the other game i got to play <laughs> was also free raji an ancient epic and this is an action adventure game set in ancient india uh this is by their own account, the most anticipated game influenced by Indian culture. Hmm. Uh, so okay, that was fair enough. Uh, <laughs> quick, name another game influenced by Indian culture. And that's <laughs> I, that, I'm not saying that to put down Indian culture. So don't misconstrue what I just said. I, just, I can't think of another one off the top of my head. Maybe right. um, uh, uh, Prince of Persia? Maybe. Yeah, that's the one that I was thinking of. But I guess Persia is a separate like um area yeah than india but so much the, for the, the iq the on the video games <laughs> 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 there was um there was a assassin's creed like they had um these little mini side games one was china and one was india mm -hmm. that was the only other one i could think of but it was nominated for best debut game at the game awards it says nominee so obviously it did not win but uh, this game, the uh, they have a bunch of awards on their uh, website. But I enjoyed the action uh, adventure part of it. Um, the the controls were tight. That's a, any, any that anytime I'm playing an action adventure game, the controls have to feel right for me. Like when I press the button, I need a responsive swing out of my action. I need to feel it 
like if there's an axe swing or if there's a hammer throw. So this one fulfills my credentials for that. Uh, Raji, and I like the uh, the different kind of combat in it as well. So that is free on Game Pass if anyone is interested. Very nice. Yeah, nice. All right. Uh, All right. So I, I guess I played a couple things too. What uh, you I, play, Jeff? I pried <laughs> Kirby out of Vactor's hands, out of his what? cold, dead hands. He let me finally borrow Kirby in the Forgotten Land. It's in my Switch that I'm going to be hacking this week to overclock You're it. You're welcome, Jeff. He finally, Vactor finally looked out for me. You're welcome. Um, and so I'm, I'm probably about 30 minutes after the, the demo, if you guys played the demo. Um, so I got like uh, about an hour and change in, I think. Um, and yeah, that game is fun. That you know, it, it it's like because it, I don't have a new Mario game right now to like obsess over mm-hmm. and play. I, it yes. is fun to have that basic combat, just a nice, cute game. Basically, is the best way to describe it. It's a cute Nintendo game, and uh, yeah. Kirby. I just fun. wish the graphics were better. Yeah, because playing Tunic, I was like, this is like a modern you know mm-hmm. graphical style yeah. and kirby feels like last gen it feels like yeah game boy like i don't i just don't get that next gen feel current yeah. gen i this, should say this could have been feel. on the wii uh in the wii u yeah, yeah. for sure mm-hmm. um but nonetheless i think it's you know the the setting you know of him being in the abandoned city and stuff i'm assuming there's more stuff coming but uh just the look of the game too i i, I don't well i don't feel like it's new i do think it's like interesting uh, I do think it's mm-hmm. fun uh, to run through that stuff and the mechanics I like they introduce. Being able to s- swallow staircases—that's yeah. my favorite or, thing to swallow. Yeah. And the car, yeah, the too. car or the the vending machine, and you can shoot the pops out oh, of your yeah. mouth and all that yeah. stuff, or sodas, yeah. whatever you guys call it. Um, yeah, you know, there's. Hey, that's another uh, question. Yeah, we'll get Future into that. Topic. Don't we, you know, don't <laughs> derail. Um, Future topic. What do you like to call sodas while you're playing video games? Yeah, <laughs> he's writing it down, everybody. Right. It's I so call it soda, so <laughs> yeah. now you can't use it. <laughs> <laughs> no! Uh, and, uh, so, yeah, uh, I've been playing that and enjoying it. And then the other thing I played a little bit this week to see if I could get further in uh, was Trek to Yomi. I jumped back into that for a little bit. And, boy, is this game. There's some games where I just can't stay awake, and that is, to me, a sign of it being not – it's not always a sign of it being a bad game, like – there are games where, like, you know, recently I've been trying to play the Tina's Wonderlands or whatever, and mm-hmm. uh, I just have been playing it at the wrong time. Like, I get home, I'm playing it, I'm just dead beat from work. You know, I just I can't stay up, and that's not a fault of the game. That's my fault. But Trek to Yomi is boring. Uh, I'm just going to say it. It is what a – it's sad that that game is not more fun because it looks really cool. Um, but, yeah, I just can't do it i just can't play i just, it's so boring to me the combat is not that great uh now that i've gone a little deeper into it um and it just kind of lacks you know changing it up and then you know the the black and white is not bad to me but to from what i was reading afterwards as well uh they don't really change that up at all there's no additional things you know they never introduce a color into that game uh or do any of that so uh that I think is going to go on the back burner or will never be played by me, you know, because of all the games we got, but yeah, there's way, there, too there's just way to too much. Right and it's, it's unfortunate. You know, I was actually looking forward to that. I think it's visually one of the, like, you know, it's, uh, it does like, you know, you can watch a YouTube clip of that really well. 
you know uh it, it looks i was uh i was talking to a buddy of mine and he said it trailers really well this thing will mm-hmm. be, it puts out a trailer it looks really cool uh but then you get in there to play it and you're like you're like man this is uh this leaves a little bit to uh to be desired here yeah so and that's the way that um I felt about yeah, you, it. Yeah, and I was going to say, you called it, credit to you. You called that right away, and I didn't feel that right away. But then, yeah, as soon as I played more of it, I just found myself just having a trouble, you know, staying awake. Yeah. So that was it yep. for That's what we it. played this week. That's it. Oh, man. Well, next week, we'll have lots of games to talk about because I don't want to I don't want to spoil it, but a little Evil Dead game came out, mm-hmm. and I plan on playing a lot of that, and I'm sure... Vactor has full intentions to play about 30 different games for 15 minutes yep. to see if they're any good. And, uh, well, you can't count on uh, Jeff W. because he's a wild card. And I mean that in a nice way. I realize that sounded mean. <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> you can count on <laughs> I me. I mean, he's a wild card. So he'll just play whatever he wants is what I'm telling you. But anyway, Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Sandbox Gamers. Now, don't turn off the podcast yet because we're not exactly finished because I got some things I want to tell you. Did you know that the Sandbox Gamers, well, you guys know this, but maybe the listeners, Jedi Abe knows this for sure because he loves us so much he left us a review. But for the people who don't know, did you know that the Sandbox Gamers is part of the Geek So To Speak podcast network? Yeah, you heard the little uh, the little intro at the top of the podcast. Yes, we're your source for video game news, but Geek So To Speak, the granddaddy, the top of the pyramid, is coming back from the summer break. Uh, Not this week, but next week, so keep your eyes out on that. We're going to be talking Moon Knight, if I remember correctly, unless we talk about something else, and that's the Geek So To Speak promise. But check out Geek So To Speak. Also, We Love Comics is your weekly comic book podcast starring our own Vactor, and his uh, his his peanut gallery of friends. You got Seabury, you got Hunter Camp, and who knows who else is going to be on there. I know I've been invited on that podcast several times. All I got to do is actually read a comic book. Maybe I'll read Garfield. Read some Garfield. We'll have a Garfield that would episode. Count. That would it count. would count. And I only do that hey. for you. Uh, I'm dying to know if Garfield still hates Mondays and still loves lasagna. <laughs> So check out the We Love Comics. Uh, all joking aside, that's your weekly source for everything comic book news. And you're going to want to listen to it. And we also have Treknological, which is our weekly Star Trek podcast starring Factor and Shoff of Geek So To Speak podcast. <clears throat> now, uh, what's the new Star Trek show called? Strange New Worlds. So you guys, that's what you're talking right now. You're going episode yes. to episode on Strange New yes. Worlds. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, I got to catch up on that. The last one I listened to was uh, with Frank Ramblings, which Ooh. was about two episodes ago. So I got some catching up to do, everybody. But all these shows can be found at geeksotospeak.com forward slash network, or just search the names Geek So To Speak or We Love Comics or Technological and any podcatcher, or just check the show notes because all the links are there. Speaking of links, let me tell you our social media links. Twitter, we're at Sandbox Gamer Pod. Instagram, the Sandbox Gamers. Linktree forward slash the Sandbox Gamers for all the links. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, do all the things. GG, everybody, GG. GG. Don't poop in the sandbox.